This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of saintsnation.com, Kevin Held of the team drops the ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his... I don't even have a joke, Dave! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They're awesome. LSU wasn't, but the Pelican House has 136 draft beers. They have a 50-foot TV. They have a late-night menu. They have an awesome regular menu. Uh, they have everything you could ever want uh, to watch sports, football, or just go out regular dining during the week. It doesn't have to be during football season. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. Um, the Saints are 4-4 four and four for the fourth time in five years. Uh, they have climbed out of the abyss to 500 in the craptastic NFC. Um... I felt like the even though the Saints ran for 248 yards, Dave, I feel like they didn't run it enough. And your boyfriend, <laughs> I feel, it's true, man. I felt like I feel like they didn't run it enough. Like I, like they should have run it more. I, I think they should they should have got three. They should have had 325. But but Dave, your boyfriend Mark Ingram, uh, he's balling yesterday. He looked like he was back at Bama playing a directional vocational academy or something <laughs> uh yeah well i mean you know we did we got to see angry ingram he made his first appearance of of the season and uh you know in, in a way it's surprising after uh last game and getting benched for fumbling but then in, in a way obviously it's not surprising i mean it's good to see ingram respond like this was obviously his chance peyton obviously said okay I'm I'm gonna give you another chance here, you know. Don't fuck it up. And he he is mature enough that he absolutely did not fuck it up and uh, made the most of it. Uh, you know, he got he had like 150 something yards. I think a half of that, almost literally half half of that. Yeah, I, I liked how, uh, how came Jen off that Hale... one that one run, but that run looked beautiful that looked like it was yeah but even even without the even without the 75 yarder i mean he he still had like 14 carries for 80 something yards i mean it was solid even without it yeah 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 yeah. i feel like jen hale reporting the conversation that he had with peyton breathlessly like it was super news was incredible i mean me and kevin could reenact that conversation right now kevin i'll be sean peyton and you can be listen jen hale jen hale can read the phone book to me, and I am going to be wrapped with interest, <laughs> staring at my television. Okay, yeah. I guess. Hi, Jen Hale. How are you? Hi. Well, she's. Is, I'm sure she enjoys covering the Saints and the Pelicans. For God's sakes, good lord. Um. So okay, so so that means her standards can't be high. So I might have a chance. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Something tells me she doesn't like dorky wrestling geeks. Uh, some people, some ladies love the wrestling. Um. Maybe Jen, she likes Jen t-shirt Hale not being one of them. Andrew, maybe I need to like. Maybe I need to start a t-shirt business. Andrew, I feel like <laughs> Saint, as Saints fans, we are connoisseurs of bad defense. We're experts in it. We know it when we see it. This 49er run defense, I think it's worse than anything I've ever seen the Saints drag out here the last four years. I mean, that run defense is bad. I mean, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, you have to consider your opponent 
obviously. And the Saints haven't really had the run game, haven't gotten the run game going. Um, I mean, you know, they got a 100-yard rusher in Hightower against the Seahawks, and that in of itself was impressive. But, yeah, I mean, clearly you have to consider the opponent when you saw what Ingram and Hightower were supposed to do. And when, <laughs> uh, you know, when, when they're when they're running – for over 200 yards when the saints are running for over 200 yards and Sean Payton even when helps they, himself. I mean, he prevents himself from throwing. I mean, normally he can't help himself. Well, here's the so thing though. They were, they were, they it, would, it's gotta be a uniquely special kind of bat. They were running the ball and I'd be like, yeah, they didn't get too much there. And it'd be like second and four. I mean, you knew, you knew, <laughs> you knew Sean Payton didn't respect the 49er run defense when early in the game it was third and one and he's throwing bombs because, you know, he told Carmichael, he's like, throw the bomb. If we don't get it. We're just going to run it. Don't worry. <laughs> but, but Kevin, here's the thing. Drew Brees is on, Drew Brees in 2011 threw for 5,476 5, yards, 46 touchdowns, and 14 picks. This year he's on pace for... 5,400 yards, 41 touchdowns, and 11 picks. What does this man have to do to even get mentioned for the MVP, much less win it? Kevin, have we lost Kevin? Are you there, Kevin? He put himself on Sorry, mute. I hit, I hit yeah, mute because I'm did. a dope. Yeah. Somehow yeah. or another, they'll find a <laughs> way. Does, Somehow. Does. Or another, Tom Brady's name will find a way to get mentioned, even though he only played 12 games, and that'll be used as a selling point. Can we get political for just 10 seconds? Donald Trump. Had well, a, I was going to get political later about electoral votes. Well, but whatever. Donald Trump said uh, Tom Brady told him that he voted for him, and and uh, Donald Trump he said Tom Brady told him to say tell everybody to support Donald Trump, and to top it off, he read a letter that Bill Belichick wrote him tonight. Uh-huh. So if you hate the you if go. you want a reason to hate the Patriots anymore, your mileage may vary. But my wife is like, I don't need a reason to hate Tom Brady. Uh, but Kevin, to like, do you think Drew? Brees, I mean, what does the man have to do? Does he have to? My life. Does he have to like? My life. Does he have to cure cancer? Like, what does he have to do to be mentioned in the top four MVP candidates? Uh, play in New York. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, well, watch, watch Matt Ryan get more consideration. Oh I mean, Matt Ryan's having a really good year, but Matt Ryan yeah. is is getting more consideration already, and it's going to be tough. He's get he's, Ezekiel Elliott is having a good year too. Oh my god! I mean, oh, I mean, the, uh, listen, if if the Falcons win the division, and, and like like let's say the Falcons end up going eleven and five, and let's say the Saints somehow pull out nine and seven. I can definitely see Matt Ryan getting more consideration because the Falcons won the division and had a had a much better record. Yeah, well, I mean the, the Falcons. I just the NFL just tweeted yesterday that the Falcons have are averaging more yards per play than any other team since the greatest show on turf, St. Louis Rams, in two thousand. So yeah, Atlanta, we'll get to Atlanta. Searching for NBA playoff coverage, we've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Even even more than the Saints in 2011. So uh, that's pretty good. Speaking of the Saints. I mean, you remember how good the Saints offense was in 2011. Speaking of 2011, Andrew, I feel like Michael Thomas is a wizard. And what does that have to do with 2011? And the Saints are about to go. The Saints are about to go. The Saints are about to go full 2011, where Michael Thomas is Jimmy Graham, a la 2011. But, oh, okay. But more importantly, Michael Thomas um, is a wizard. Well, Jimmy Graham is acting like Jimmy Graham right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you're why he's like at 96 yards and two touchdowns at halftime with a couple one-handed catches. He's he's looking awesome for Seattle. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, listen, you look at how, how Mike Thomas has played, and I, I think if the Saints had known he was going to be like this, they would have taken him with the 12th pick instead of Sheldon Rankins. Christ, Michael Thomas. If, if people knew how good Michael Thomas was, he should have been in the top five. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, no doubt. And, and uh, I mean, how many four receivers got picked ahead of him? Right? Treadwell? Coleman. I haven't heard anything about Treadwell. Treadwell has one catch. Did he get injured? One catch. Uh, nope. He's not injured? Wow. Nope. He's just terrible. I uh, lobbied hard <laughs> for the Saints to take him, too. All right. Before we get to the actual... You're a, um, a, a, a good man for admitting your mistakes, Andrew. Before we get to the, <laughs> to the rest of the Saints offense, defense, the 49ers, even though the Saints skull dragged them pretty much, they did something so amazing... That we have to talk about it. The end of the first half, somebody described it on Twitter as the full browner, where with 11 seconds to go, the Saints ran a play, and all the 49ers defensive backs either held or Eric Reed, their safety, just flat out tackled Michael Thomas, I believe, and was like, nope, Saints, you're getting a field goal. Not even, We're not even going to let you run a play. We're just going to hold or tackle your receivers. And, Andrew, I thought it was – Phenomenal! I don't know why more teams don't do this at the end of the games or the end of the half. I mean, that was straight. It was straight up. Yeah, it was straight up gangsta. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Like, let's say there was 15 seconds left, and the other team has the ball at their own 20. Like, why would you give them 30 yards if they need a field goal? Let's say, why not just hold them, make like six seconds of laps off the clock, and Basically, just uh, make them know, run a hail mary from the twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like instead of letting them run a hail mary, just hold the receiver, take the five yard penalty, and let the clock run. Yeah, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, Belichick is going to do this at some point. <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest. I kind of hope Belichick does it. I hope Belichick does this and annoys the shit out of everybody, and the league has to make some sort of obnoxious rule change because of it. We need it. We need it in a playoff game. We need, yes. we need it. We need the full yes. browner in a playoff game. Anything that <laughs> make anything that embarrasses the league, anything that embarrasses the league and forces them to have to overcorrect on something is fine by me. Now, uh, Andrew, I was. It was. It was genius. It was. It, I mean, it was complete. It was unbelievable. It was complete. But, I mean, it was. They knew. They knew Breeze was going to score on them. But, they knew, and they're like, "We're we are not giving you a touchdown. No. We will hold all your guys. We will cheat." And you will take a field goal. <laughs> um, Andrew, <laughs> I was reading your grades today, and um, your defensive grades were bad. And I, I was feeling pretty good about the Saints' defense. I was like, well, they were two. Or, they held San Francisco to two or nine on third down. They created some turnovers. It wasn't great, but by Saints standards, it was all right. It was pretty good. And you just killed the Saints in them grades. So yeah, I mean, I, I feel like twenty-three points, which is what they gave up, um, was a little. Um, misleading in that, you know, they were one yard away, first of all, from it being 30, you know, without that fumble. But also, I, I think the frustrating thing was just the chunk plays. The I mean, I think the turnover on downs on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the fourth and one and then the, the, the four turnovers besides that kind of mask what was otherwise a pretty terrible performance. But it was frustrating to see them return the ball continually to the 35-yard line. And then it felt like they were inside the Saints 40 two plays later, uh, you know, where they would run a simple out route and, and, and simple stuff. I mean, they weren't doing anything crazy. I mean, a tight end would run a crossing route, 
you know, make a catch two yards off the line of scrimmage and run for 15 more. Um, and, you know, uh, there was a flare pass in the flat to the running back, and he goes 60 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Kaepernick was making these insane throws and the receivers were just straight up beating corners down the field. It was real simple stuff where, you know, they had just had to chase the guy down and tackle him, and it wasn't happening. Dave... I feel like the Saints pass rush is getting worse. Sucks. <laughs> Sucks. Go ahead, say it. It sucks. I what the, there was I was not asked the question. No, Ralph just said I, it feels like I feel rush. like the pass rush is I, getting I worse. Agree Do you with agree? You. I I don't know if it was possible really to get worse. There was fairly non existent to begin with. I just think it's just always been shitty. It, it just, it, it's just, it just does not exist. There is no such a thing. Well, I felt like they were getting a little internal pressure with Fairly. I felt Fairly, Fairly's not playing as good as he had been. You know. I mean, like I watched the Broncos and the Raiders. You know, last night that was a great game to watch if you like defense. I mean, I feel like they, I feel like your other other teams have linemen. They're getting their hands up. They're batting down balls. I mean, they're. I just we got we got nothing. We just we just we have absolutely nothing. Andrew, is the pass rush is it worst case scenario right now? I feel like it's I feel like it might be. I mean the Saints are currently tied for dead last with eleven sacks, along with the Giants and Steelers. Dead last in the NFL. Um, so three teams tied there. Um, so I, I just don't see how it could be any worse than being last in the NFL in sacks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, can you? I mean, I, I guess they could have five sacks instead of eleven and be by a, an appreciable distance the worst. But um, you know, the bottom line is, you know, they got a little bit going for Mick fairly early in the season. He, he's kind of tailed off, um, and Cam Jordan's the one guy I feel like who is a threat to get a sack a game. You know, he, he's the guy that's capable on any given Sunday of getting a sack or half a sack or whatever. I mean, he, he's the constant. And then there's really nothing else. I mean, Paul Kruger isn't doing anything. Paul Kruger, my God, he is he even alive? I feel like he might be dead. <laughs> Kruger! <laughs> um, so, I, I, don't, I mean, this defense, man. I mean, this pat. I mean... Let me ask I mean, you. Cam, Cam, Cam Jordan is, is is as good as they have, and he is not. Uh, he's the, Cam the Saints just. I mean, yeah, no, I mean the Saints just do not have. They have nobody along the line who can. Here's a f- just kind of take over a game. I'm not and, even take. I don't know, even take over a game, man. I'm just talking about like, like, Willie Whitehead, Bobby McRae type replacement level pass rusher, man. But, you know, here's a question for y'all, because the Saints have had a ton of injuries. And I'll start with you, Kevin. If, if I said to you, you can have one Saints player magically mm. return from injury, who would you want? Oh. I've, I'm, I'm, I think I'm the wrong guy to ask <laughs> because uh, I tell you, because I, I, I don't know enough about who's who's injured, but I'll make the comedy answer and I'll say Jerris Bird from whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, he's been in for forever in a goddamn day. Well, if, you, if you ask Nick Underhill, he would say who, man? Yeah, nah, I don't know about that. He loves his tight ends. Andrew, who would you, if I told you you could have one Saints guy back, who would you want? I mean, you know, we just talked about the pass rush. Um, you know, I don't know how good Kikaha would be. Um, but he he couldn't be worse than Kruger. I mean, he, you know, the, there would be some semblance of Im- improvement in that department. So for me, it would definitely be Kikaha. Dave. Yeah, I mean, Kikaha has a good pick. If I if I had to pick somebody else, I'd I'd maybe go with, uh, you know, maybe like either Damian Swan or PJ Williams. It'd be nice to have another corner. Now that we've got Bro back, I mean that's great. Rankin's back, that's also great. Uh, it'd be nice to have another cornerback. Can I say Guachem? Just because I like to say the name Guachem. <laughs> I, I love how I love how none of us even said Ellerby because he's just like assumed dead at this point. 
Ellerby, man. Ellerby, he, you got a good quarter out of Ellerby. Like, That's your, all you're Your options get. are to return a Saints player from IR, not to return a player from the grave. I mean, Ellerby, man. They must love, he must be a great guy to have around because, I mean, they, they ran off Keenan Lewis. Snap. You know? But Ellerby, man, Ellerby's always hurt. They just keep him around, man. He got, they got, he didn't even play two quarters. He played like a quarter and a half, right? He has a nice personality. He does. He's the Mark. He's the Mark Simino of the defense. Yeah. Um. What, what I want to know is what what has, could I mean? Two guys with broken legs every time. have come back sooner. Like, what's wrong with that quad? Does he have an alien growing inside of it? <laughs> Um, all right. Here's an interesting thing that me and Andrew were talking about today. Um, you know, Kobe Fleener, the Saints signed him for pretty big money for a tight end. And, and people were kind of aghast at the time. They're like, we don't need it. But I feel like, uh, Kevin, that because Michael Thomas is so off, so awesome that like, Kobe Fleener is like this really expensive thing that the Saints bought that they don't use anymore. Like that that thing you see on TV, like the Peloton, where you can like bike the Tour de France, and then you like right you, you like bought it, but then you're what like you bought it, and then like your wife was like three weeks later she's like I'm pregnant, and then yeah you, you know so and then <laughs> so you don't use it, and you spent like two grand on it, and it wasn't like at the time it wasn't a terrible investment. But now you're kind of like, man, god damn it, I shouldn't have bought the freaking Peloton. You're making payments on it. I mean, do the Saints, do you think, do they have a little buyer's remorse on Fleener because of Michael Thomas being so awesome? Uh, probably. <laughs> I mean, I mean, didn't didn't they, wa- they waive two guys and they signed another tight end? Like, I mean, how many times Josh Hill, I no, think, ended up. No, not really. Josh Hill ended up with more with more uh, catches than, than Fleener. I think I, I, I only remember hearing Fleener's name like once or twice. How many, he think he had, how many catches did he have? Andrew? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Kobe. Three. Three. Three catches for Three. 42. Three. So, Andrew, do you think the Saints have a little buyer's remorse with Fleener or no? Um... Maybe a little bit in the sense that if they knew it was going to play out this way, that Mike Thomas would be so good and Fleener would be kind of mediocre. Um, I don't think they would do it. If they could If they could do it over again, I don't think they would. But um, at the same time, I don't think he's been a bust. You know, I think he's been an adequate signing. He's done an adequate job. I don't think he's worse than Ben Watson. I think he's comparable to what Ben Watson was doing, and I wouldn't have paid seven million a year for what Ben Watson was doing. But dude, Kobe Fleener, I, I wouldn't say I, Kobe Fleener runs wide open a lot, like at least like yeah, twice I mean, that's a game. He might not be worth his contract, but the beauty of this offense is these receivers are so good and they're playing so well that sometimes you'll just see him go down the seam wide open, and Breeze will hit him. With, I mean, we've seen it probably four times this year now where Fleener's caught a ball 15 yards down the field with no one within five yards of him. And that's what these weapons have done for him. So you know, even though I think he's overpaid, he's making plays. All right, first half awards. Round the horn, we'll go a couple questions. Uh, I'll start with you, Dave. Uh, biggest, most pleasant surprise of the 2016 season so far. Uh, I think you got to go with Mike Thomas. Uh, Andrew, who you got is the biggest pleasant surprise. Same. Kevin. I concur with the distinguished uh, gentleman from Virginia and the <laughs> uh, T-shirt magnate from New Orleans. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, even though he's declined a little bit the last couple of weeks. Fairly is my biggest pleasant surprise because we in in training camp we knew Mike Thomas was going to be good. Maybe he's even better than we 
our hopes and dreams for yeah. him. I mean, if I'm if I'm forced to say something different, I would say Craig Robertson. Oh yeah, he's good too. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but now here's a t- question. I'll start with you, Andrew. The the biggest disappointment, non-injury related. Um, I mean, I, I guess Jarris Bird. I mean, I well, I think we kind <laughs> of ex- I think we kind of expect Jarris Bird to play like this at this point. Um, but at the same time, he's been healthy-ish, and he's been playing healthy-ish. And he's just he's just not getting it done. <laughs> Kevin, your biggest disappointment, non-injury variety. Uh. Hmm. Laurenitis. Ooh, that's a well. It's kind of injury related, but I'll, I'll let that go. Oh yeah, no, 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 no I can that, go because yeah. I mean you can kind of make a case for Steve. You can kind of make a case for Stefan Anthony too, but it's kind of injury related. But kinda well, that's not. who I was gonna say. Yeah, I think you can. You can go Laronitis. I mean, because I mean, prior to him dis- prior to him disappearing with the injury, it was just like, where has he been? <laughs> I mean, Kruger's. I put Kruger up there. Ooh. Yeah, we were kind of excited about Kruger. We thought it might like Stefan Anthony was a first was a first round draft pick that doesn't even play anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was benched and not playing before the injury. Yeah. So exactly. I, yeah, I, I would I agree. I would put Anthony at the top. Yeah. You know, I mean, another I see, guy I, for the most, I would put in the mix for pleasant surprises, Will Lutz. Yeah, yeah we had a we had a lot it. of fun with him. He's pretty good. I just the thing is, man, Sean Payton, I, he almost has too much confidence in him. Like the fifty-seven yarder on the grass outside. I mean, really, bro? It was fifty-five. Ooh, 55. But yeah, I mean, I hope you're drinking beer, Dave, and not burping up, burping up candy. Uh, nope. <laughs> um, IPA. Uh, I mean, that's a good that's a good answer. I mean, my biggest pleasant surprise, uh, Jari Evans coming back. That's been delightful. You know, as as oh, positively delightful. It's delightful. He 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 came back and he's kind of saved the day. I mean, we were we were thinking the Saints' offensive line was going to be a disaster in August, and I mean, if if you'd have said to me, if 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 I'd have said to you in August, don't worry about it, guys. Uh, the number one pick you really need to worry about from 2015 is Anthony, because Pete's going to be just fine. It's going to be Anthony that's going to be a dumpster fire. You'd have been like, what? No. Are you are you watching these games? But that uh, that's how it went. Are we are we ready to say that Andres Pete is a pretty good player? I think I think we are, right? Is, is anybody? <laughs> oh, good, so I can trumpet this. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I, no, I'm actually waiting for it to be declared before I really. Uh, I mean, I think so. Shoot off the fireworks. <laughs> the guy's playing left tackle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have people on Twitter telling. They had people tweet, tweeting me on Sunday. They're like, they need to sit uh, Armstead today because the 49ers are so terrible and just let Armstead rest. And I was like, good God, that that wouldn't even have been. They'd have put you in a in a mental home if you'd have said that 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 would be considered in in August, but here we are. Um, all right, I guess I'll start with you uh, again, Kevin. For the second half, what is a reasonable goal that you think the Saints' defense can achieve? that will help them get to the playoffs. Like pick like one Playoff. like one thing, like just one thing that you think the Saints defense could do that would really help them make the playoffs. That's okay. reasonable. That's uh, reasonable. All right. So I was looking, okay. Let me get back to my computer. I was looking at their turnover stats and let me get that line again. Uh they got 4 plus 4 yeah, they're plus four. I think it would not be unreasonable to think they could get to nine. Plus nine? Ooh, that is... <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, yeah. Well, that's they could do it. That's a lot. I mean, but but plus, okay, plus seven, plus yeah, all seven. Right, all right, plus seven, plus seven. 
plus seven. That's a good one. I'm 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 gonna be, I'm trying to be bold here. I'm trying That's to be bold. audacious. That's well, then go plus nine. Well, plus dream big, my friend. Plus nine is all right. Fine, fuck it. Plus nine. Plus nine is not unheard. I mean, they'd have to be Drew Brees would have to be really good and not throw picks, and they marking would not have to fumble. Andrew, well, he's fumbled twice. He may not fumble again. Andrew, what what's what's something reasonable the Saints defense could do that would really help them get to the playoffs? I yeah. I mean, I, I just think a reasonable hope would be that Rankins and Brooks Come on, have man. A, an, an an impact on the defense that they that their return to health gives an option to kind of impact the defense What's, in a positive well, okay, way. Okay, well, more specific, like, what, is that, what does that entail for, like, rank? What so is, I think it entails, like, what are they ranked right now, 31st overall? Yeah. Are they still 31st? No, they're, like, 29th. You know, they're 29th in points now, allowed. Yeah, but what are they in yards? Ooh. I mean, yards is the measure. We good. What's the – yards is the measure by which, you know, most – Universally understood how good your defense is overall. In the yeah, NFL but it's a terrible, it's a terrible metric, though. I think. I agree, <laughs> but but nonetheless, where are they right now? Let's take a look. Thirty-first, right? You looking it up for me? I am looking it up. Doo, doo, doo. All right. You know what? Forget. They are thirty. They are, they are, thirtieth in yards. Four hundred and eight point five. Who who's who's behind them? Cleveland at four twenty one and San Francisco (laughs) at four twenty eight. Wow. Ouch. Um, You know, forget forget the yards. For me, (laughs) they they have shown ability. They have shown ability to stop the run at times, and so I just think it's got to be that. They have got to – I'd say for the rest of the year, if they can hold, hold teams to under four yards a carry, so a total over these next eight games of 3.9 or lower, I think they've shown enough run defense in some of these games that they're capable of doing that. And if they can do that, they will at least get themselves in situations where they can get off the field with third and five or more. So I, I think if, if there's one goal that's attainable, they've shown that they can stop the run at times. Um They've got to go 3.9 per carry or better for the rest of the season. Um, they are 14th in third down conversions defense at 39%. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, but they've had the fewest third downs against them because they're terrible. Yeah, it's because teams are gashing them. On Dave, first what can the say? <laughs> What's one thing the Saints can do to to make the playoffs on defense? Well, Andrew kind of stole my answer. I, I not necessarily bro. I think we know what we can get out of bro. But I was going to say Sheldon Rankins if he continues to develop over the second half of the season now that he's playing and getting experience. And They're averaging 4.4 yards a rush, by the way, the Saints defense. Okay. Uh, but if Rankins, you know, starts developing, gets a push up the middle, maybe maybe he becomes a game changer for the pass rush in this defensive line. Yeah. I'm going to say for the Saints, they need to get to 27th in points allowed which means they have to average giving up the rest of the year 25 points a week. That'll get that'll get them to like 27 and a half points a game and it'll get them to like 27th in points allowed, which will be like out of the bottom 32 30 out of the bottom 5. It'll get them to 26. So that's my thing. They got to get them 25 points a week, which the last 3 weeks is been under 25 if you average it all together so that's I, I i think i think it's i think it's doable maybe um before we get like your mom <laughs> my mom is texting me apparently it's raining really bad in new orleans tonight and flooding different places uh it's, yeah it's just been raining it, it hasn't but it hasn't rained in literally a month yeah and as the old expression says when it rains it pours and so today it was just like pouring all day yeah uh we had some quite we had a bunch of questions well one thing i will say about the defense is uh, you could tell that they were dropping into zones a lot and they were kind of staying honest with their pass rush early because 
Kaepernick was under 50% for the year. I think he was at like 46% for the year in completions. And so I think they felt like if they just dropped in zones, he would miss targets. And he was pretty accurate. I thought he threw the ball pretty well. Yeah. Um, and what you saw in the second half, of they were like, okay, clearly this isn't working, so we're going to need to start blitzing. <laughs> and when they, they got pressure on him and he was disrupted in the pocket, he started to be less accurate with his throws and he started missing a bit. Um, so I think Dennis Allen needs to get more aggressive. I realize that you've got B.W. Webb and Sterling Moore and guys back B. there that you Webb. don't really trust in single coverage. But the alternative is what we saw where these these quarterbacks in the league now, like most of the time against the zone when you have no pressure, they're all too good, and they're all going to tear you up. So <laughs> the second half of the season, what I would like to see out of De- Dennis Allen is way more blitzing, way more aggressiveness. Um, all right, let's go to the Twitter questions. I asked people to do make fun of Denver and San Francisco and give us political-themed Saints questions. I like this one. This is from Allie, super fan of the podcast. Kevin, I'll give you give you this one. What's more likely, Cap showing up to an interview in a Trump hat, or Cap San Francisco winning another game? Uh, Cap and San Francisco winning another game. They'll win a game. They're not. They're not like one in fifteen bad. They're gonna win a game. I act. I, I tell you what, Cap Cap would just as soon have one of his legs amputated. <laughs> He probably would. He, then, then try and cram. I know. Try and cram that magnificent afro under a a red cap. I know it's the Saints' defense, but I think that if Kaepernick would go to Cleveland or go somewhere with a good, decent coach, I think you could make him a serviceable quarterback. Jim Harbaugh did it. It can be done. Um, let's see. Uh, Wait, did you just say Cleveland? Yeah, I mean Cleveland. Who's Cleveland? I mean Hugh Jackson. He's a pretty good coach, and they they're. I mean they'll be. They're winless. That's <laughs> Cleveland. Right, there's room for improvement. That's right, exactly. Here's a question. You think about a good coach, and your first thought is the Cleveland. Well, they got to. You got to go to a place. A winless. Team. You got to go somewhere he can play, man. You have thirty. You have thirty-one other options besides San Francisco, and your one pick is the winless team. I know. I like, to, to single out good coaching. I mean, you know, he well, he turned Andy Dalton. In. Unbelievable. He made Andy Dalton decent, and in Cincinnati. Andy. Listen, I tell you what, I would put him. Find out wherever Norv Turner is going to be an <laughs> offensive coordinator, not a head coach. I repeat, not a head coach. Norv Turner as an OC and send Colin Kaepernick there, and I guarantee you he will be tops, top eight. I don't know. Norv just got the can from Minnesota. Got the boot. Yeah, let, let's, be, let's be honest. If um, Kaepernick goes to Cleveland, he's getting injured the next start. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Here's a question he's from... Here's a question. Here's a question from B. Milne, uh, Andrew. Does the Electoral College have a better offensive line than LSU? <laughs> oh man, um, you know LSU's offensive line has been up and down. They've had their moments, though. I, I just think it, I, I think it was less about them being horrible. I do think they're a little banged up, and more just about. Alabama. I mean, Alabama just has they're to me they're far superior talent wise. Um, I think LSU's got some guys, some athletes, some playmakers. I, I think there's a big discrepancy in coaching, but I think on the field, their defensive line is just. I mean, they own everyone they play. This, yeah. this is nothing new. Yeah. Um, I I I actually read the the electoral college is going to get an invite to the Big Twelve next season. They are. They score. Score electoral <laughs> college scores mucho points. This is from Joe Valente. Uh, Dave, can the Saints' bipolar defense not crap the bed enough for Drew and company to go six and two the rest of the season? I don't know. I don't really think that the Saints' defense is bipolar. I think that they're still. They for give the you most two part, solid pretty, quarters a week. They give you two solid quarters every pretty week. Crappy. That's what they do. <laughs> Um, six and two, I think, is pushing it. I, I think, I, I think the ceiling for this team now, which is a high ceiling, I would say, is nine and nine and seven. We'll get to predictions for the second second half in a minute. This is from Patio Andrew. Time to give Marcus Murphy another shot. Fair catching a kickoff out of bounds is a new low. My 
God, the special teams, Andrew. What the fuck are they going to do? I mean, I'm, I'm relieved when Jairus Bird is back there. Oh my because God, I know it's going to be a fair catch. Like, he's either going to let it go and it'll be a touchback, or he will catch the fair catch and not do something stupid. Uh, I, f- I feel like when you're relying on Jairus Bird as your best option for anything, uh, that, that, that's I how mean, much of a low you sunk to. Their kick returns are terrible and stupid, and their coverage was terrible. Brian Dixon is out there laying the dude out after he fair caught the ball. <laughs> I mean, like... I mean, the, the fair catch hit is always really stupid, but also kind of fun. <laughs> like, you just have some guy standing there waiting to get blasted. blasted. It's, 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 it's kind of fun to watch, um, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, this is from... But, yeah, I, no, I mean, at return, yes. To answer the question, I, look, why is Marcus Murphy on the even on the roster? Yeah, what is... If he's going to be... Well, why is he being carried if he's just going to be inactive? At this point, Cadet's gotten his chance. Tommy Lee's gotten his chance. I think it's time to give Marcus Murphy another shot. He's, he was the most explosive in, in preseason. Yeah. Uh, this is from David Howells, Kevin. Saints win another Super Bowl, but Trump's win election. Worth it? I say yes, but I'm across the Atlantic. Yeah, wait, yeah wait, way to pull for that one, asshole. You got no, you got no skin in the game. Would you? Um, <clears throat> let's see. I'd roll the dice for a cent, another Saints Super Bowl. Ugh. I'd roll the dice. You just got to keep Twitter away from Trump, just like you, you got to keep the nuclear codes away, just like they keep his Twitter away. That's all you got to do. And I, I'd roll the dice, me personally. God damn it. It's tough. Super, oh, man. Super Bowl, man. Yeah, I. It's. Uh, <laughs> shit. Our own personal joy for the destruction of the world. Right. It's like. What, what, what is it? Saints win a Super Bowl in exchange for Trump being president? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. During the trip, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, so, he, but here's the thing. Don't make me answer this. Trump's going to get, Trump's going to get impeached, so then you have to deal with Mike Pence. Pence. Yeah, but I, I, even if you hate Mike Pence, I don't think Mike Pence would fire off a nuke somewhere because somebody tweeted at him and made him mad. I think my, right, biggest worry, my biggest worry is not Trump nuking someone. It's Trump getting us nuked. <laughs> that is good point, Andrew. Good point. Um, uh, let's see. Do we have any more? I think that's uh... – Yeah, how come nobody's made that, – that, that is the first time I've heard somebody make that joke. <laughs> nobody's made that joke. This, in, this election season has lasted three and a half years, and nobody has made that joke. There you go, Andrew Juge. Yeah, you're welcome, America. Mr. Originality. It is. I'm here for you, Kevin. He's at the Chuckle Hut. I'm sure Andrew, he's at the Andrew, Chuckle Hut Wednesday Andrew just and made America great again. He's at the Chuckle Hut <laughs> Wednesday and Fridays. Um, the Saint. Let's see. We already answered that. Uh, oh, this is a good one. What's more surprising, Kevin, when the defense holds on third down or when the offense fails to convert a third down? Uh. Well, we just said that the defense is actually pretty good on third down. 14th in the NFL. Are we? Here's, yeah. a, here's a better question around the horn real quick before we get to second half record predictions. I'll start with you, Andrew. Are you at 2011 level confidence with this offense? Yes. Dave? Yeah, without question. No, I am not. Um, I think they miss a weapon like Darren Sproles. And, uh, no, I don't think that they're at that level. Kevin, they, don't, they don't give me that much. Kevin, are you at 2000? Yeah, uh, I'm, I am, I am not, I'm not at that level. I'm maybe like 07, 08, which is, which was still fun. Like, like that's, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Like 07, 08, where it's like, oh man, they, this, they could score. At any point, and and it's fun. I mean, but they it's didn't. like when it's like well, third and sixteen, you're not like they're picking it up, whatever. Like that's how oh God, it was, no. that, that's how it was in 2011. Like the down and the distance, it didn't matter. You were like, whatever. They're, yeah, it was relevant. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the line might not be as good. I'll give you that, but um, I mean, it's just different. They're yeah, I feel like they're two, that year it, it was all about Sproles and Graham. They're 2012. You know, those were the guys. I think they're 2012 level good on offense, and that offense was. Do we, we just forget? Yeah. You, that, you just forget about it because the defense was historically 
terrible and we hated Spag so much. But they averaged 30 a week. You know? I mean, Fleener's a good player. He's their fourth best receiver. God, 2012. God, 2012, that was the bounty season. Yeah, it was. Or, or the suspension. Yeah. God damn it. They, yeah, but the offense that's was far great back. That, that, all, that offense yeah. was good. Um, yeah. I mean, I really think the Saints' offense is. I mean, you, you can make the argument as much as it pains me to say this that the Falcons have the best offense in the NFL. Um, but, uh, I mean, who would you say a second? I don't see how you can make a claim that anybody else is better no, than the Saints. and the thing that sucks about the Falcons is, is over the last two or three weeks, they've gotten a pass rush. And their defense is still terrible, but they're eighth in sacks. And that means when they play crappy offensive lines like Tampa or Denver when they're missing people, they can get pressure. And that's the difference between them and the Saints, and it blows. Um, all right, let's go. Before we get to the Denver game, uh, remind everybody, thanks for everybody for donating uh, to help us pay for the 2017 uh, subscription. But keep donating. We know we might need a new computer or Kevin needs a new uh, wrestling tights or something. So thank, any donation you can make, we appreciate I it. I actually do. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, so, Andrew, I'll start with you. Uh, second half record for the Saints. Mm-hmm. Pick, predict it for me. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this, you know, the, this team come back from 0-3, 0-4 to get back to 500. That, that's been the common, yep. uh, a common thing in the Sean Payton era, and, and it always ends at 7-9. Yep. You know, and so I feel like they expend a lot of energy to kind of get back and then they kind of implode. Um, I, I think this game coming up against Denver will tell us a lot. You know, if it's going to be different, the Saints are going to win this game at home and go to five and four. If they lose this game at home and drop to four and five, um, you know, then you got to go back on the road four days later and a tough game against the Panthers who are playing better and are going to want revenge on the Saints. Um, you know, I think that's how it quickly derails to seven and nine pretty quickly. So, if they're going to make a run here, um, these next two games, you know, they have to show that they can go out and beat good teams. Um, so, so you know, I, I, unfortunately, I'm picking eight and eight, seven and nine. Kevin, uh, <clears throat> let's see. I've been optimistic the last two weeks. You have. And, yeah, I know, which is two two consecutive weeks of me being optimistic about anything. Keep it going. This is borderline apocalyptic here, so screw it. I'll keep I'll keep the uh the theme going. And uh I'll say nine and seven. Ooh. Nine and seven Does nine and seven get them in? Man, don't ask me that. <laughs> don't ask me that. <laughs> I, I don't I don't wanna have to I don't wanna think about that. Nine Just get seven. nine and seven. Yeah. Wouldn't nine and seven? I tell you, what, wouldn't nine and seven be great if they go into the final game eight and seven? And they beat Atlanta and get there. And they beat Atlanta to get into the postseason. And suddenly Atlanta goes from having the number one seed to having the two seed because of it. Now, I say this: if the Saints get to nine and seven, but they and they beat Detroit and Arizona and Atlanta, they'll get in. Because they'll hold enough. I think they'd hold enough of the tiebreakers. But uh, Dave, what you got for the second half of the year? Well, first of all, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't talk about my awesome prediction. Forty-three. Last week about you predicted forty-two to twenty. I predicted forty-two to twenty-four, and you it was did. what forty-one to twenty-three. You did. I so I was one point off yep. on each end, and I. Did you pick Ingram too? Said, no, he didn't. He picked. No, I picked Michael. I picked Mike Thomas. I which is close. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. One hundred twenty-five. Well, I said he had one hundred twenty-five yards. But Ingram yards was such an obvious, obvious pick for you, Dave. Yeah. I'm almost disappointed. No, no. I, I look. Hey, to be honest with you, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit it. I uh, didn't really have a lot of confidence <laughs> in Ingram. I wasn't boy. sure that. Uh, I knew that Peyton. Love I knew is that on Peyton the would give him a chance. Yeah, I knew Peyton would give him a chance, but. I figured he'd probably, you know, his first three are you, are ones would be to like two yards, vows, and, yeah. <laughs> and he would put him down on the bench. Yeah, you know, I never totally gave up on Mark. I, I still, I still got love for Mark, but uh, it's it's rocky. He, he he like, you know, it's like an abusive relationship here. So he just constantly beats me, but I just keep coming back because I love him. I love him. <laughs> so what do you got? I know he's, I know he's not perfect. I know he's not perfect, and he's got his faults, but I love him. <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, um, regarding the second half of the season, I'll go with uh, I'll go with eight and eight. I, I think that uh, Andrew's right. I mean, we, this has like been the mo of every Saints season for the last five years. They battle back to four and four, and uh, usually they wind up losing the next game. Uh, so this game against Denver is a big one. And you know what? I really am not expecting them to win. I mean, Denver's defense. Denver's got the best defense in the league, and the Saints arguably have the best defense, uh, best offense. Uh, so even if they don't necessarily win this game, uh, if they at least look good and play them tough, and and it's a close game, I, I would still be somewhat optimistic about the rest of the season. But I still think yeah. that this is just an eight and eight team, really. Man, all yeah. you Debbie uh, Downers. Listen, no, man. I mean, listen, <laughs> this. I, I'm really grateful. I'm having fun with the season, yeah. and I'm so pumped that the Saints have gone from 0-3 to 4-4 and and that there's meaningful games in November and that there's potential for meaningful games in December. At 0-3, it was looking bleak, man. It was, it was looking bleak about 58 minutes into the Chargers game. It was. You know, so, so uh, to be where they are now, I mean, I definitely – remember where we were at that point in the season and i'm really psyched about how it's played out i can't believe um, if that being said like if i'm being realistic the saints have to go six and four to make the playoffs they these next two games they have to win them in my opinion if they want any shot at the playoffs i can't believe i'm the most positive of all you people 10 and six motherfuckers they're getting there, and I'm telling you why. This offense is you this. Have, o- you have officially lost it. You are you, out of your goddamn. I'm line. telling you, this o- this offense is. Here, go- here we go. This offense is gonna murder everyone on this schedule except for Arizona. They'll lose to Arizona, and they'll lose probably to Tampa one time, just because they're gonna have a clunker game where Drew Brees throws three picks. But they're going ten and six, and. Michael Thomas is at least going to get people talking about him for Rookie of the Year because he's going to burn Carolina to the ground on Thursday. Ten and six. That's what I'm saying. Can't believe it. You, you realize that Michael Thomas so, plays so wide you, receiver. So, you are, yeah. so you're saying they're going to win these next two, six and four. Yes. They're going to they're going and they're going to win and well we'll get out we'll start with the Denver we'll start with the Denver game the Saints are a one and a half point favorite uh, Denver is going to be without their starting running back they're going to be without probably without their best corner Talib they're going to be without their defensive end Derek Wolf I mean their quarterback Chris is, Harris is their best corner even better than Talib you think in my opinion yeah well they're going to probably be without so. Talib. So that's two starters on defense, and they're starting running back, and their quarterback, even though his shoulder's not hurt, he doesn't look right. He didn't look right against Oakland, and Oakland's defense is just as crappy as the Saints, and they held Denver down. The Saints are going to beat Denver 35-21, to and hope is going to be out of control on Monday as the Saints get to 5-4. and four. Andrew, your prediction. Oh, Hero, hero of the game, hero of the game is going to be the bro show is going to get a pick six, and it'll be three straight weeks the Saints have an interception. First, first pick six since uh, what 2011? Yeah, yeah. John, Jonathan like Vilma's had the last uh, pick 2012. Six for the 2012. 2012. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's a little tidbit for you. The Saints have not beaten the Broncos <laughs> since nineteen ninety four. Yeah, we figured that out. When, yeah, we figured that out when when Torrance Small went off on them for two hundred yards. I remember that game because I remember thinking afterwards that Torrance Small. All right, well, the Saints went seven and nine, and it's another useless season. But Torrance Small is going to be a beast next year because we figured out we have a good receiver, and he was awful <laughs> for the rest of his career. But um. Yeah, it hasn't been since 94. The Saints are due to beat the Broncos. I think it's going to be similar to the Seattle game, you know, where the Saints won 25-20. I just think it's one of those things where Denver is going to get something going on the Saints offensively a little bit just because the Saints are so bad defensively. But I don't think it'll be consistent because the Broncos are not that good offensively. Uh, I think the Broncos are good enough defensively that they'll slow down the Saints offense 
Um, but the Saints can score on anyone. So I'm going to say 27-24, Saints win, um, and it'll come down to a Will Lutz field goal late. Dave. Well, that would be really nice, <laughs> all, all of these predictions. They, they sound just absolutely lovely. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I, I, don't, I, don't think it, I don't think it'll be a, a blowout by any means. I, I think the Saints will certainly hopefully be able to hang with them. But uh, I think they're definitely going to end up on the on the losing end of this one. So I'll actually say um, I'm going to say Saints seventeen, Broncos twenty four, and uh, so the offense kind of gets shut down, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, they'll still put up seventeen points, but I think. Uh, uh, the team I, I with the third, the, the team with the third worst run defense in football, is holding the Saints to seventeen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, look, this is coming from the guy, the guy who just said the Man. Saints are going ten and six is questioning me. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Your so you, who's your the, mental state has has already come into question. So who's who's uh, who's the go to the game then, Dave? The Saints are going to lose. Oh, man, I'm not going to do that to him. Um, you know what? I'm going to say Drew Brees. Drew, Drew's going to come out a little flat, a little cold. Maybe a couple of interceptions. Ugh, boo. I mean, I, I've, you know Armstead's not going to play, so I feel like a, a goat of the game could easily be Andres Pete. Yeah. I feel like this could be the game where we're like, oh, he's pretty good, he's not bad, and then he just gets Vaughn Miller, rushes, Miller. From, rushes from the, the... – Goes against the right tackle, though, right? Yeah, I mean, they move him around. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. I mean, Streif, I'm, I'm sure Streif will get a lot of help. So I think, think Breeze is going to take Von a Miller beating out hurt? there. No. Hasn't Von Miller been hurt? No, you're thinking of, no, I mean, you're thinking of Ware. DeMar- you're thinking of DeMarcus Ware. Okay. Kev- is he out? He's out, too. Oh. Kevin, who you got in this game? Is this in Denver or New Orleans? It's in New Orleans. It's in New Orleans. Jesus. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that makes it even harder for me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Broncos are definitely banged up on defense, but, I mean, they're also – it's not like the Saints. They're, they're a deeper team. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Can, but here's the thing. Can Trevor Simeon if, – if, I mean, it's going to be a totally rejuvenated home crowd. Yes. Can Trevor Simeon handle that? Like that's that's what I'm wondering. Like if I I I think the game's going to be absolutely. I think it'll be low scoring. I think the it'll be the, the winner's going to be like the first team to hit twenty. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. Kevin hasn't made a Simeon joke yet. Yeah, Kevin, that's what the people you you the best no 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 want. no. Are you growing up or something? I mean, that's right in your strike zone. It Come is, on, man. Uh, um, let's see. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Saints 20. Nope. Broncos 17. Yes. And Trevor Simeon jizzes all over himself at midfield. So who's the hero? Well Kevin? done. Who's the hero of the game? Well done. Well, Lutz. 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 At the... Oh, I never said my hero. I'm going Vaccaro. <sighs> that dude is playing. I mean, if there's one guy on defense that's a savage animal, it's him. He is. Vaccaro, I'm going to say pick six. Pick six. <clears throat> so... so I'm the only one picking the Saints to lose, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh... So that about wraps it up. You can go to Saints Nation and check out Andrew's uh, defensive grades, which were just hilarious because it was all horrible. And the offense, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew was handing out A's like Tic Tacs, you know. Um, so you can go to Saints Nation and read all that. You can go to Canal Street Chronicles and check out Dave. Dave's writing there sometimes. Uh, and you can find Kevin. I dabble. You dabble, and you can go to the Twitters and find Kevin uh, and me tomorrow. Me and Kevin will be talking about the election. I'll be drinking very heavily. Uh, I will be working. The, the, the tweets could 
possibly uh, get out of control. Um, have, you, have you decided who you're voting for? I vote- no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't want to do that. Uh, final electoral college number. Oh, that was that was a question that somebody had. I totally forgot. Will the Saints have more rushing yards against Denver than Trump has electoral votes? Ooh. Okay, well, then that's a good way to get into the uh, to the electoral thing. Okay, so let me, you guys t- start talking. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. The, so the, the, how many votes do you need to – how many electoral votes do you need to win? You need 270. 270. But how many is Out Trump? of how many? Out of, Out of 538. So okay. how much uh, – the Denver average is giving up 128 yards on the ground. Trump is projected to get – I think Trump's going to get like – 187 electoral votes. Maybe if he yeah. gets Florida, he'll get into like he'll get in, in North Carolina. He might get into like the 230 range. But I'm thinking Trump's going to be like between 187 and 190. And that is a. Th- th- I don't think the Saints are getting. The, I mean, Oakland got to 220 against Denver, but I don't think the Saints are going to get to 220 against Denver. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under because I think Trump's going to have about 187 electoral votes. So that's, I wholeheartedly heartedly agree with that. I just I don't think election people. I just don't. I just don't think Trump. Everything I know about politics and studied, and I love it, and it's fun, and everything tells me that like Trump not having to get out the vote operation and not doing canvassing and all that stuff. Like it's gonna kill him in these states that are like gonna be like razor thin. That some of them, like Ohio and Florida and North Carolina, like those one or two percentage points are going to kill him, and that's what's you know that's what's going to bump his total down. Instead of being relatively closer to Romney's total, he's going to be closer to McCain's. So Kevin, what, what was Rom? Hang on, let me see what what Romney's uh, two tw- Ro- uh, uh, Let's see, Romney. Romney was two oh six. And McCain was 179. Trump will be right in the middle. Trump's going to be 187. You think he'll get more than McCain? Yeah, he'll get more than McCain. Yeah, I I, I think he's getting more than McCain. Because, like, the the thing I'm looking at, there's – Trump is already forecast – like, this map I'm looking at, Trump's already getting 163. And they haven't even filled in Arizona, which I think he's going to end up winning. Yeah. They haven't filled in Georgia, which I think yeah. he's going to win. Yeah. He's probably going to win that fifth vote in Nebraska. Yeah. And I think he's definitely for sure winning Iowa. Yeah. They don't have him in Iowa. So, so filling, filling that in, he gets to 197 right there. And, that, and that's, that's – and the, so the blank states that are left are Nevada, no. Florida, North Carolina. Carolina, Ohio, Michigan, the fourth vote in Maine, and uh, the four How votes much does in he get with Ohio. He gets eighteen with Ohio, so Ooh, that would put him at two fifteen. Ooh, see, see, that's the thing. That's the thing, man. I, he's I, not winning Ohio. I think he's going to get Ohio, man. But we'll see. I mean, but it's going to be. It's, it's not. It's not going to matter. No, it's not matter. It's just point. It's just you know, you're just you're just arguing kind of like this is just an argument over. Over like a uh, over like a seventeen point point spread, is he going to cover? Is he not? Yeah, you're yeah. just you know. I tell know. you what, when when do they call the election tomorrow? They call the election at nine thirty, central, Se- central, and, and we're talking central time. Central time. They'll call that puppy at nine thirty. They'll call. They I think they'll call it before that. No, they <laughs> won't because they they won't they they got to wait for all the states to close though. You know, that's the thing. Uh, like, yeah. You know, you gotta wait. You gotta wait for like the Florida Panhandle to vote, and and so I, that's why I, I think like between nine and nine thirty, they're gonna call it. Oh no, no, yeah, but I mean, but be a little bit more specific, because I was gonna say, because uh, I was gonna say that as well. Like I, I, I shit, I'd say nine fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be early. The 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 telltale sign that you know that something is going very, very wrong for Clinton is if New Hampshire would happen to go to Trump. Because that's a state 
that he's been kind of closing in the last yeah. week or so with that. If New Hampshire goes to Trump, you can start to raise an eyebrow. That'll start to not that that necessarily means he's going to win, but it means that it's going to be a lot closer than we thought. And then you can like bump your clinching time for Clinton like back an hour. Because we, we must oh, yeah, be easy. we must be down in negative listeners right now. No, people that people that follow us on Twitter, <laughs> they know me and Kevin. Like, look, it's the election, man. You're gonna be drunk. We're gonna we'll, we'll talk some saints, but it, we we saved it till the end. We saved it to the end. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We, we did pretty good. We saved it till the bitter end. Yeah, you know, pretty pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So um, that wraps it up. So uh, for Dave, for Kevin, for Andrew, uh, until next week, uh, the bar is closed. He'll vote. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.